Today's episode is sponsored by Q44. Um, they're like a meat seasoning company. Uh, they sent me some samples, really good. I put some on my wings before I uh, air fried them and sauced them last night. It was awesome. Uh, so go to www.q-44.com and get some seasoning for yourself. Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. Uh, today we have legendary uh, comedian Doug Stanhope, one of the biggest comedians in the game. How are you doing, man? Fantastically. Awesome. I love your hair, man. It looks awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, COVID, you know? <laughs> it gives a fuck. I felt immediately less cool when I, when I uh, got on here and you have a mohawk. I'm like, I thought I was doing all right. And then I just thought, I'm like, I, I don't know, you, just, you got it going on, bro. It's just, it's just the front part, right back to the bald spot. Yeah, we have the opposite haircuts. My bald spot's where your mohawk's at. And then right. I, I have hair everywhere but there. Like, together, we're a human being. <laughs> uh, Where are you at? I'm in St. Louis right now. Uh, oh, fuck. The, be- the best city in the world. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Vegas? It's a- no, no, I'm in Arizona. Oh, okay. home in Bisbee. Oh, my bad. Okay, cool. I was close. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is actually an intervention. This actually isn't a podcast. Uh, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for that. Yeah. Well, it's funny, funny you say that because I'm doing Dr. Drew's podcast right after this. That's hilarious. <laughs> so we're both going to give you shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. your dad's with me and, and your mom's with him. We, we're really worried about you. And we <laughs> <laughs> Down. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I just got this uh, stupid puppy we rescued. He's been wandering the neighborhood for days and he's huge and now he's Sorry. I saw it on Instagram, actually. Yes, I, I think you got to go. I saw it on Instagram a couple of days ago, I think. Yeah, yesterday he vaulted the five-foot gate in front of my house trying to chase me down the street. He's Can't trust these dogs, man. Yeah, hang on. Let me shut this door because he's trying to get out. Go. Nope. Go lay down. Stupid. <laughs> I think he's Less of a rescue and more of a kidnapping, and now he's just fucking raining terror all over the house. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Uh, so you ha- you have some big news right now, too, man. On top of the, like all this, like so basically, you have a new special out and a new book. Yeah, the special's on Amazon. I, I hate to say new because it was it did it it, it it we filmed it last year in uh, at Memorial Day, and it didn't come out till this year Memorial Day, but it's out there. Yeah, I could tell it was uh, it was not too new because the crowd didn't have masks on, and there was a crowd. So I, I had yeah. a feeling it wasn't too it wasn't within the last six months. I had a feeling. Yeah, fortunately, the material is still relevant, uh, and the new book's on Audible right now, exclusive, no encore for the donkey, uh, and that'll come out in uh, hardcover uh, February, I guess. That's awesome. Congrats again, man. That's that's, that's good news, man. Like, thanks. What have you been doing? And uh, what's your COVID? I don't, what have you done for the last eight months? Uh, I pretended to be scared like everybody else. I was, I was like, yeah, I'm terrified of all this. I better stay inside. And like basically, I did, not, not much has really changed, I feel like. I'm still kind of just a loser that sits inside. Hey, uh, if this cigarette bothers you, let me know. I'll I'm actually offended. Yeah, I'm actually super offended. I was, uh, <laughs> can you pass me one through the camera? Actually. <laughs> so, so tell me about uh, St. Louis. Is uh, our bars still shut down or – yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much how I imagine most major cities are, to where like uh, it's just like no business after eleven o'clock, uh, no, uh, just everyone's got a night night time. I think the last place I played there was uh, twenty seven twenty Cherokee. Oh, okay, that would have been fucking. If I'd have known that, I would have went there. I, I like that venue and and your comedy. Yeah, I love that. Fucking... That whole neighborhood's kind of weird. 
I love it. You know, yeah, it's got like 25 Mexican restaurants. Yeah. Like all around, all around 2720. That's, uh, yeah, that's where I pre-gamed. Was it a Mexican restaurant there? No, that's, that's where I eat half the time, like whenever I'm allowed to eat outside. <laughs> whenever our board lets us eat. So uh, what uh, I was going to say, so uh, how would you, what advice would you give somebody like looking to get into comedy, like, like as big as yourself? Like, uh, like say somebody like listening to this just wants to start out in comedy and they don't suck. <laughs> like, uh, what, what, what would be your advice for them? I, I would always uh, tell them to talk to the person that is where they want to be next. So if you haven't done an open mic, talk to someone who does open mics. If you've been doing open mics and you want to talk to someone who's, you know, opening at clubs, you know, because I, I, what am I going to tell you? I, I haven't started comedy for 30 years. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I honestly think that was really great and honest advice. Honestly, I think that's like, that's, that can be said for any business. Probably if you want to be Jeff Bezos, like annoy him, work for him for free or something, figure it out, you know, like figure out a way yeah. you can get, get to, that's a great advice. I think, honestly. Yeah. Find the guy that's where you want to be next. What got you into comedy? Like originally? I uh, just, I, I, I thought I was funny. Went to the people open mic a bunch. Well, it was the only talent I thought I could actually nurture because I didn't, I have, you know, I'm not musically inclined. I'm not athletic. So it's a, it's a, it's a form of plumage. <laughs> hey, how can I get laid? I can't do karaoke. How do I draw attention to myself in this bar? Oh, they have open mic night. I should write some dick jokes. That's that's what I think it's the most honest thing like ever. Like most people just like like to glorify it. Like, like you're just like kind of being. I mean, you got a huge huge success in I'm school here, and you'd be that humble about. I it. mean, I was a huge comedy fan. Uh, it was uh, something that I was really into. It wasn't yeah. <clears throat> and Dice Clay was huge at the time, and I I knew his album by heart and would repeat it all the time. And uh, the guy I worked for at the telemarketing company asked me if. Uh, because I was just repeating dice all the time at the office. And he goes, hey, I have a, my cover band. If you want to open for me with that. And I said, it's not my material. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I knew it was wrong, but I knew that, hey, if I could just have you know, some funny shit, I could get a gig. So I started writing. That's awesome. That's a, yeah, you don't really see many cover band comedians or like cover comedians, I guess. It's, like, it's almost like a sacred thing in comedy not to, like, not to that. But like, I think it's like funny that like, that's like your story, though. I think it's just like very honest and funny like that. You're just like, yeah, I was just telling Dice. He, he actually deleted me. He called me fat on Instagram and blocked me one time. That's my relationship <laughs> with Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> He's like, you're fat. Like, he goes, your, your, your parents raised a fat faggot, I think, is what he told me. <laughs> did you, did you, did you uh, screenshot it and print it up for the wall? I fucking should have. I put it on Imager immediately. I screenshot it and just laughed on social media about it because it's an honor to be made fun of by Dice Clay, I feel like. Yeah, I would have that framed for sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, so I got some questions from people from social media. Uh, like we're asking, I, t I, I built you up and stuff and told people, I did that whole thing. I'm like, I'm like, this is a person you've heard of. Would you like to ask some questions type shit? So uh, let's see. Yeah. Where we got some of these questions. But uh, like, so... This is a crazy time. So, okay, let's go with this. Uh, have you been to the, the town Stanhope in, in Stanhope, New Jersey? And also, I did not write these. No, uh, they have that uh, club there, the uh, Stanhope House, home of the blues. And I, I always wanted to play there. And I sent him some emails years ago and never heard back. And then Rich Voss, I think, was playing there. And he said, oh, yeah, they really want to book you here. And I go, well, they never got back to me. And I reached out again and never heard back from him. But well, I, I heard it's a cool little room. I love rooms like that. 
That should be your next special, like uh, Doug Stanhope live in Stanhope. Not ag- not against it. I've not I'll, never never in a hurry to rush to New Jersey, especially now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. yeah. There's probably not a line right now. I imagine to get to New Jersey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that wasn't my question. Uh, some of these more like uh, someone asked what your favorite breakfast food is. Like, what is your favorite breakfast food? Was the question. I'm pretty standard. Just fucking eggs and bacon. Fuck yeah, American, American. Uh, this one, this one's a little darker. Again, this isn't my question. Uh, how, how does it feel to uh, knowing he helped destroy the Man Show? I don't. I wouldn't credit you with that, but that's the question. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll get back to that. But uh, one one thing that I've actually since quarantine that I found that I ate as a kid all the time that is really is fucking cream of wheat. It's really goddamn good. No, I it love is. cream of wheat. No, it's me just too. a pain in the ass to make, and it's the dishes suck. But, I don't think uh, I've ever made it. I've only eaten it. I think my grandparents made it or something when I was a kid. I haven't had that in years. Yeah, it's it's not something you uh, adults make for themselves generally. But uh, yeah, no, I was very happy to ruin the man show to get back to that. I wasn't ducking that question. I was just thinking, fuck, I didn't eat breakfast. Now I want some goddamn cream of wheat or bacon and eggs. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, the, that man show needed to be put down. It's, yeah, I remember it's when it was about to be canceled, uh, I was playing a club in Atlanta. I remember out in the parking lot, I came up with the idea that uh, Massachusetts had just uh, uh, passed uh, civil unions, gay marriage. And I thought that would be the greatest last episode of the man show was me and Joe Rogan actually going to Massachusetts where we're both from getting gay married and then having it be the perfect relationship, not fighting over the remote control, like all the staples. That's (laughs) hilarious. Yeah, and I remember calling the the lady at uh, Comedy Central, begging her to, before you cancel it, we know you're going to cancel it, but let us do this one last episode. I did not hear back. <laughs> That's all. <hilarious. laughs> that they had to draw straws at the production company, the suits, uh, at one point to decide which person has to come to the writer's room and tell them we have to stop doing all these gay premises. <laughs> Spent half that show, but subtly or overtly <laughs> calling the audience a bunch of homos. <laughs> <laughs> or ourselves. Both, yeah. No, that's how you can do it. You're like, you're like, no, I'm gay, so I can make fun of gay people. For, for this joke, I'm gay, <laughs> basically. But no, oh, yeah, uh, I've, I've come out on the, my last two specials, I believe, or the two before that. <laughs> Now you got a fake Nobody, COVID. I've, not, I've still not been welcomed in by the gay community, even though I'm, I've said outright that I am gay or trans. I'm trans as well. <laughs> yeah, they seem like bigots. Yeah. <laughs> gay people seem like bigots. <laughs> uh, this one's a little more upbeat. He goes, uh, what's it like being the greatest of all time? That was another question for somebody on social media. All right, that's just silly. That's their perception. They think, they think you're the greatest of all time. That's a good compliment. Uh, apparently uh, enough from the last question, so. Yeah, that, that feels really – I'll just take that right now. I'll say, okay, I am the greatest of all time, and I'll take that. I'll welcome that into my blood. <laughs> well, congratulations <laughs> on being the greatest of all time. Thanks. Uh, in a couple hours, I'll be suicidal again. <laughs> I'll yeah, go, suck. Yeah, yeah, the the, the next question. Go right to the next question because I, I bet it says, how does it feel to suck all the time? A guy told me I sucked in Safeway the other day. He goes, hey, Stanhope, you suck. And I couldn't, I, I just smiled, but I couldn't tell if he was kidding because that's something a fan would say to me. And right. everyone's wearing a face mask. So he couldn't tell that I was smiling at his comment. And I don't know if he was smiling when he said it. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, you can't get a read on the people, I guess. I didn't even think about that aspect of it being in public. 
Um, would you party with Hunter Biden? Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not caught up on that. I saw some uh, allusions to. Uh, I assumed you were going to say Hunter Thompson when you said that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a better question, but I, I didn't. These are social media questions. I have better <laughs> questions. To, yeah, we used to play the uh, Who would you rather day drink with? First of all, I don't know anything about Hunter Biden other than he was trending for, and he was like a picture of him in a tub or something. I don't know. Allegedly, he was smoking crack in the in the video and was hanging out with a bunch of prostitutes and Chinese prostitutes or something like that. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd go uh, Hunter Thompson over Hunter Biden any day. Good call. I think a lot but of people who would you rather day drink with, Bukowski or Thompson? <sighs> drinking Bukowski, probably. Day um, drinking. It's a different animal. It like, is, yeah. Slouched over a fucking bar that just opened. It's 1130 in the morning. i go Bukowski for day drinking. Yeah, I don't uh, think Hunter would be awake yet. seems like you'd have way too much fucking energy at that hour. <laughs> yeah. Let's go yeah. do something crazy. He probably have the better cocoa cup, probably, but the mm. Kelsey probably better time. Um, do you think cancel culture is ruining comedy? That's another question from social media. For for some people, for for people who acknowledge it, or people who have sponsors or TV shows that they have to uh, you know straighten up and fly right, or or they're gonna lose their fucking cash cow. But only people that can cancel me are uh, ticket buyers. That's a great point. That's very true. Uh, how do you- I'm also very lucky because to have to come up and develop into a, any kind of act of substance, yeah, you're going to have to navigate some new waters. But you'll find loopholes. Shit will change. Everything's cyclical. Political correctness is not a new fucking term that's been around since I started. Hate this whole new PC thing. It isn't new anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> That's like, so what was it like when you first started out with PC culture and stuff? Like, what was, uh, like, what'd you have to deal with to be, uh, like start coming up, I guess? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I sucked anyway. I didn't have a point of view when I was 23. Uh, I do. I remember having a, 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 some bit that had the word cunt in it. Uh, and I remember one of the older open micers telling me that I'd never make it if I used the C word. It was a terrible bit anyway. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're like he's right it sucked but like i still he's still doing open mic nights <laughs> <laughs> you, you can there's there's footage out there of me like three months into comedy with my fucking mullet and with talking with this weird accent i have no idea where it where that was affected but you had super good crowd control in those i've actually seen those videos like you had super good crowd control really like really fast like you came out the gate I think you could be your own critic and stuff, uh, but uh, but I think like you had really strong stage presence out the get go. Like I remember watching old footage years, and you just kill you you were killing in the, like day one. I felt like I felt like anyway. <laughs> I did well. It just wasn't good. <laughs> Fair. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of fucking really unfunny comedians that are hugely successful, but That's someone funny. thinks they're funny. I just don't. Uh, <laughs> No, but I remember right. back in those days, you were so excited. Like, I'm doing open mic night in a week. You're every breathing moment, you're writing stuff down and reworking stuff and imagining a heckler and how am I going to deal with it? Like, you're consumed with it. And it, was a, it was a beautiful passion to have. <laughs> it's long gone. <laughs> the fun wore off, I guess. It'll be fun when, whenever we get back because yeah. I haven't done comedy in so long. It will be like starting over. I'll be a fucking open micer. I'll have to go through notebooks. I'll have to have yellow legal pads with 
this circled and an arrow to that, you know, with a segue written. I bet that'd honestly be good. Like, I think it'd be a good recap for a lot of artists in general, like music, uh, comedy, whatever. I think they're just like, like having a good reset, like, a, and like months to kind of prep and kind of like, you, you can literally release a special right now, making fun of, making fun of the, uh, the pandemic could probably do well. But I mean, I think you're better than that. I think, you know, I think like it'll just be good, I think personally, like getting a refresh on it. Uh, the, the only notes I'm writing down are, are things that would be evergreen that will still be relevant to me. You know, yeah, I'm not writing down pandemic jokes. Yeah, I, th- I felt like you're better than that. I just knew it was, it was an avenue, but I felt like you're better than that. No, yeah, it's like the Beatles, like, writing, like, four-letter word songs that just stay relevant all the time. Like, like you know what I mean? Just, like, uh, I guess that's a smart way to do entertainment. Uh, one of the other questions for social media says, um, uh, this is a long – it goes, my business associate and I, aspiring comedian, wants to ask, uh, what is it like to meet the Trailer Park Boys, and who was your favorite? Oh, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't even know I met them. I, met, I guess I met them at a car wash party in Montreal that we threw – and I did. I, I I'd never seen the show. I've tried to watch the show. It just didn't stick. Uh, and but I heard they were there after the fact. So, so I don't so have a favorite. The person asking knows more about the situation than you do. You're like, I I get. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, uh, I did a show with one of the guys from uh, but one of the guys from there too. That's interesting. Uh, interesting kind of show. But I don't I don't really watch it either. I get what you're saying. Like, but I I, I respect their success though. I respect that. They got a this huge cult following no that's crazy i did yeah i don't i don't get it completely but i, I respect it <laughs> it seemed like a kind of a canadian reno 911 from what i remember but actually that's probably the perfect way to, that's probably the perfect way to put it honestly that does sound like that oh where do you see yourself going from here i kind of a question i ask like more up-and-coming people but not this first time i've asked an established comedian that's like where where um where do you see yourself going from like this from here on i ask myself that on a daily basis <laughs> What the fuck am I gonna do next? I don't, I, I don't, I don't have another book in me at the moment. Uh, yeah, just stand up, I guess, and I'm not in a, in a hurry. No, that's good. I think this is an honest answer. There's a lot of people just like try to pretend and bullshit. You seem like very authentic. I think, and I think that's, I think that's important in comedy and art, especially just being yourself, the best, really. Yeah, so it's like it's, we're going into eight months now, and I don't. Uh, I don't have any reason to be funny at home. <laughs> like it's a skill that you actually you have to. Even when I before I did comedy, I was funny just to fit in or funny to communicate in an office environment. I say office; it was you know, fraud telemarketing. It wasn't the office. There was no human resources there. Uh, but yeah, or picking up chicks or whatever, sitting around the house. Like I have a podcast once a week, and I go, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, you know, a, a funny thought in my head. Well, that's the weird thing having a pot. You know, I, t- I had to take a break from the podcast for a second because there's nothing to talk about. Like everything was just like uh, the same thing every day. Just everyone sitting. I'm like, I even get tired of asking people what they're doing. I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing today? And they're like, sitting on my couch. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's like there's nothing new ever for like three months. I, the first three months, at least. Yeah, these I, I have friends that actually go do shit. Well, we're going to take advantage of it, and we're going to go camping. They're, they're finding other things to do, and they're being creative, and and I hate them because they make me feel bad for sitting on the couch. I just the the amount of sloth in in any given week. I'll have people like stop by for whatever reason to pick something up or to. And just walk in on me sitting on the couch, 
watching just the shittiest television. And it almost feels like you're getting caught masturbating because they're coming over to like fix your fucking plumbing or something and you're doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, it is weird with like maintenance coming by this time. And you don't have an excuse. You can't get out of the house. You can't really do anything. It's like weird. That's how St. Louis is. Is your town like that too right now? Kind of locked down still? Yeah, I mean, I don't leave here. I get a, I get my bar. I, ha, I have a bar in the house. Why would I go out? I, I'll go to Safeway, which I didn't do for the first six months. But yeah, now I'll go to the grocery store occasionally, and it's a, it's a big day out. Yeah, uh, it is. It is weird. It definitely makes me think of all the things I was taking for granted by being an asshole and just staying at home the whole time on purpose. Yeah, the, the, I guess the bars are open, but some of them are closed on purpose. But they can be open. Okay, so it's legal. You guys have. I didn't realize that. That's interesting. So are you yeah, from? They, they, from they go back and forth on the mask mandate depending on the town. Uh, yeah, and every three days is different. Like just new rules. Like the masks work today. The masks don't work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a this is a a, a, a fairly hippie town. So people are good about masks because, I mean, the fucking tension in people is palpable. And I thought if I, I see the the video clips of some fucking guy going ballistic in a MAGA hat at a dollar store. You know, I, I think I would react poorly if I ran into that situation. I, and I'm not a fighter, but I think I would forget that f- for just long enough for it to be too late. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always the loudest people are kind of the stupidest type thing. Like, like the, the dumbest people talk the loudest, I guess, in public. And they, they, they blame it on, like, the employee rather than, like, the people, like, that made it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's like somebody trying to feed their family's fault that, like, they're mad or something. That is, yeah, there, there, there's – Everyone's full of fucking impotent rage and using silly shit like mask mandates to express it. Yeah, I felt like the end of the world would have been a lot cooler than it is. <laughs> like, well, this is this is the first uh, crisis for the country that uh, a, a vi- uh, an armed violent response will not help. So they're looking for another angle so they can use violence as their well. That's my default. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> feel good uh i well we could go fucking kill them 9-11 well we should go over and kill these fucking towel heads or yeah you have violence as some kind of mental recourse that can't do that with a virus yeah and we already burned down all the buildings so like uh, uh every <laughs> so there's no more buildings left <laughs> <laughs> did you hit, hit, hit any good protests out there there, there yeah there's a lot man it's it's been going on for a while like uh that I, uh, St. Louis is very reactive to the protests for sure. I got, uh, I think like something like when the George Floyd thing happened, I want to say like something like 50 buildings burned, they burned. In St. Louis? Yeah. Wow. No, it's insane. Like, it, like, I, I just don't understand how that's the solution though, either. Like, I, it kind of sounds like you're, you're, you're a Middle East solution. Right? You're talking about just killing everybody because Bin Laden did something. It's like, it's the same thing. It's like, well, this is really fucked up. Let's, let's fuck up more things. <laughs> let's ruin the entire economy. Let's just burn things. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem like a valuable solution. It, it is always a, a, a lack of, creative solutions in a lot of these problems yeah i noticed it's that. just bust shit <laughs> yeah it's like at least break cool shit like there's like breaking dumb shit there's like like warehouses and stuff that have been around forever it's just like i just don't understand it i think it just lacks leadership i guess <laughs> yeah the, uh, otherwise what are you gonna do go to law school and find out how to become a legislator <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm trying right now i'm trying that whole route try to get in congress and stuff People would, I mean, I did this as a bit back in Occupy Wall Street days, but why aren't you the cops? 
<laughs> you know, you get, why don't you just fucking cut your hair and fake your way in and fucking, you know, get through the academy and just become a cancer on the inside? Warn people when the fucking cops are about to put on the fucking riot masks and tear gas people. That's super real, actually. That's like that's a solution in in logic. I don't know if that's a lot on the internet. I don't know if this this podcast may get censored because it made sense. <laughs> like, I, don't think that's, that's, it, I mean, those people need jobs anyway. Why not go be a fake cop? That's undercover mole cop. That's hilarious. That was that was. Have you seen SLC Punk? No. Okay, it's like Salt Lake City Punk. It's a movie, and that was kind of the. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a yeah. That's an old one. That, that's yeah. back from the uh, that's back on the, the cult shelf on the uh, back in VHS days when you'd go to the video store. SLC yeah, yeah. Punk. It was in the cult movies. Yeah, that was kind of the gist of the movie. Is like he was he was just trying to be an asshole. Like, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Why don't I just go to law school and fix it?" Like, actually, like that was that, the exact thing he did. Basically, like the main character did. He went from like being like a punk guy, like uh, like you look like actually you look like heroin Bob actually right now at the Mohawk, like uh, like from that <laughs> from that movie. I don't recall. Yeah, he had a mohawk and stuff. Like, uh, it was interesting, interesting movie for sure. I don't know where I was going with that, but no, I think like uh, the end of it definitely justified what you're saying. The kind of like that was that was the gist of it. It's like I'm tired of being angry all the time and doing nothing. I may as well like try to get inside the system and fuck it up from the inside, basically. Yeah, and you can vote, but you know, who, you don't know if that candidate's actually going to do what he says he's going to do. Jury yeah, duty. It's a, the most important bit I ever did that wasn't funny enough. Take fucking jury duty. One out of 12 people, I think, would be, you know, uh, uh, aware and alert enough to get on a jury. And if it's any kind of fucking drug issue, nonviolent crime, just say not guilty. Huh. I mean, that's real, too. That's how you change well, it. It's, it's, it's way more uh, workable than trusting that your vote's going to make a difference. Yeah, it's, it's definitely who counts the votes, not who votes. Like basically, like I don't, I don't see most voting accurately anyway. I, I think it's all bullshit mostly. Jury, jury is different. You get on a jury, yeah. Now you actually have some power, and your fucking vote counts for sure. No, I definitely think it's a valid solution. It, like I was thinking about burning quick trips, but I don't know. I think you, you might have, uh, you might, you might have actually hit a real solution. I may try. <laughs> <laughs> I think St. Louis is out of quick trips now. Like so, we don't, we don't, I don't know if we have any more. That's where, yeah, you're burning down where I get cigarettes. Stop. Yeah, it's like perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Like, I don't know. It's, just, it's a weird solution for sure. And it almost feels orchestrated. Almost like it feel, it, I don't know about proof of these statements, but it's, it just feels orchestrated because it does. It doesn't make sense that this many people could be this stupid. I, I guess I don't know. To me, anyway. I, I'm such a cynic. I don't fuck. I, I don't even try to find where the the, the 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 grift in the system is. Like, I just don't trust anything. Yeah, there's riots. It, it could be scripted. This could be orchestrated. Everything's a fucking conspiracy theory to me. <laughs> I don't trust the news. I don't trust any network because all they they're all partisan. Yeah, that's true. They're just trying to sell ads, really. They don't even care about at what expense. I don't think it's like this is more about like uh, the ad revenue than I guess the news because having a breaking story doesn't really make money unless it unless everybody watches it and then sells ads. I guess. Yeah, it's like, it's a business. Yeah, just like and I think it's a lot of problems, probably. Like honestly, I mean, well, if, dude, if um, they, if they if they spent a week and just didn't mention Trump, that guy would fucking implode. 
Yeah, I think he loves it. I think he loves the negative energy. And then the anti, and then the way they uh, shit talk him all the time, I think it makes him look cooler and anti-establishment of the people that like him already. So it doesn't, it doesn't even go like, it doesn't go against anything he does really. Like, I feel, I feel like they're actually helping him by, by uh, these debates, like uh, cutting the mics and all these different things. They're making like a spectacle of the fact that he needs to be stopped more so than like anything else, you know? Yeah, and they don't give a shit because it's it's ratings for them. Yeah, you could just like uh, yeah, you could just write like Trump did something like literally, and everybody would read it for some reason. Like it just makes no, people are just drawn to it for some reason. It's weird. Yeah, I'm I'm voting to go back to a, a time where I didn't have to know who the president was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's pretty much the only thing we're allowed to do is vote now in politics. Like, I mean, I feel like it's <laughs> like the only thing left. Uh, we we have fake sports, we have uh, fake everything else. I'm just just like it's like insane. I, I I had uh, on my podcast, I, I've been telling fans to send, send uh, cardboard cutouts of themselves like they have in baseball games. And I'm just filling up all the empty seats out here in the fun house and in the yard with cutouts of my fans. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's making me very happy. No, so that's a great if you want to do that, 212 Van Dyke Street, Bisbee, Arizona, 85603. Or you can just do the easy thing and Google search Doug Stanhope's address. And it's the first thing that comes up. Send a cutout. And no, I'm not going to put up a uh, fucking Hitler or you in blackface. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a Hitler fan? Not uh, early Hitler. Yeah, before he sold out. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, I guess like before we talk for nine more hours, throw out your social media or anything you want uh, people to follow you on. You got a podcast, a uh, new book out on Audible. Uh, yeah, I, I, I only use, I have Facebook, but I don't use it. That's just there for my manager to promote dates, which obviously we don't have any upcoming. <laughs> and uh, But Twitter, at Doug Stanhope. That's the one I use. Awesome. Well, thanks for, thanks for taking the time to be on the show. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, what are you doing next? Uh, to, like today? No, with you, you asked me what the, my future is. What's yours? Oh, well, I'm, uh, I'm running for Congress. I have about 13 days to find out if I'm, uh, I'm going to be a congressman or not. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, when the November 3rd election happens, I basically find that out really fast. I either have a humiliating loss or a glorious win. <laughs> and we'll, and we'll, we'll see which one. I don't know. Well, yeah, when, when you tweet this, I'll, uh, uh, I'll retweet your, uh, your run. Legend, yeah. And I'll, if, I, if I win, I'll show you around, I'll show you around the House of Representatives. <laughs> That'd be fucking classic. Be a bunch of cardboard cutouts. 